0: hey renee chris and ryan going live best podcast beauty and the beast sit back and catch a vibe oh yeah we talking zombies and apocalypses and all those things you like going beast mode and if you didn't know it's peter z up on the mic let go hey twd family grab the snacks about the pantry and subscribe and like them um, if you can please Or those walkers eat you like some candy hey <laughs> okay you at the right place at the right time. No one does it better. That's the bottom line. Beauty and the Beast. This is prime time. Let's go.
1: I like the listen to the music fade out. It just makes it more dramatic. The fade out always helps.
2: The, it does. It builds, does. build the suspense. Uh, how's everybody doing out there? We have missed you guys. Um,
3: Long time totally Tiffany. I see. Yeah, I yeah. see. I mean,
2: technically, they could see us. Well, oh, yeah. Right,
3: it's been a long time since I've seen you guys too. Oh yeah, true, yeah. true, so, It's been Yeah, long time no we'll see, technically.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's nice to see all the all the faces again. Um, Tiff, what's up? What's going on? I feel like we had people that were in our chat and they're not there anymore.
3: <laughs> yeah, my Chat's being weird. Uh
2: oh. Yeah, I only see Tiffy. Yeah. Well, it's okay. Tiff's here. We had we, we had we had some others there, but I don't know what happened. They'll be back. Episode forty six, right?
4: No.
2: Uh,
3: let me see. Hmm. Yeah.
2: Well, I mean, Tiff made it, so I mean, that's fine with me. <laughs>
3: yeah, I see a couple people in the chat.
1: Oh, I, okay. I think what happened was that the first time, for some reason, it reset the stream key, so instead of going live to the event, it went live right to our YouTube page for some reason. Oh,
4: oh. <laughs> yeah,
3: like, well. My it's... chat was flipping in and out. Like I could see a bunch of people, then I saw nobody, I'm like,
2: "What?" <laughs> this, <laughs> this is this what happens when you choose to do things live. You know, you gotta you gotta live by the sword, die by the sword kind of thing.
4: <laughs>
2: um, mm. what? I don't know. No, it <laughs> stresses me the fuck out. Well, that's why I said I appreciate you. Oh, thanks. Um, <laughs> so everybody, how are we doing? Are we all?
3: Good.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Good. All yeah. right. Uh, are we Hard, excited? Are we excited about The Last of Us?
3: No.
2: No. <laughs> no. Of I. I, am. I got. I gotta tell you, and and I know Meg. I know you. You are chomping at the bit to dive into this because you are our resident uh, gamer girl. So uh, I know you have many. <laughs> many hours and yeah uh in meg's own words you're gonna hate me after this podcast (laughs) she's got she's got tons of stuff for us um obviously i mean look i didn't personally play it but like i've told these guys i've logged hours of watching people play it i know the story you know i mean stuff like that so i don't have like thumb hours underneath me i just have like visual watching this kind of stuff and i mean personally it's it's probably in my opinion top three games i think playstation has for their for their platform i mean i think if there was it was gonna say there any, one that was any better it'd be like uh, God, God of War. War. yeah um so yeah i mean it's it's kind of meg i'm gonna i'm gonna turn it over to you and I want to know, uh, what did you what did you think of the first episode of The Last of Us?
3: Um, first off, nine and a half out of ten. Okay. There was only, I watched it twice. There was maybe only one scene that I feel like could have either been trimmed or completely omitted. Um, but the only reason I'm really thinking trimmed is because I feel like that scene is going to play a part in future episodes. Mm-hmm. And that was when Joel went into the radio control room to talk about where uh tommy might be right i feel like that was just a little long um but i feel i know that tower that he said he was at plays plays a significant importance later on but i feel like that scene probably even just two minutes because so i found that was the only time in the episode i found myself really like checking my phone mm-hmm. but the comparison between the show and the game, um, they played it off perfectly, which I know we're going to get into that. Um, I definitely feel like they've added enough original stuff where people like people, aren't like, oh, what the hell? Why did they do this? It adds so much substance to it. And they did a phenomenal job of it.
2: Right. Yeah. I, I mean, uh, in the pre-show, we talked about how the, the game it, and, and the show together, you have about an 80% we, we said, I said like 85, you said like 80% accuracy to what actually plays out in the opening of the game for, for the last of us. So they did an amazing job. I mean like even call like callbacks to certain things in, in Sarah's room to certain props in the background, you know, the guitar, that they that you see in the video game, um, just, you know, um, they just did a really great job, like, bringing this episode to, to, to us. For even people who, who, you know, haven't officially played or whatever, you could easily just go do a little a little Google uh, investigation on it and know exactly what you were watching and getting into. So, I mean, uh, like Linda said, yeah, Pedro Pascal did an amazing job. I know that there was a lot of heat about picking him to play the main role in the very beginning. A lot of people weren't happy about it um but i think himself I, I think pedro and um gabriel the guy who plays his brother yeah. uh i i was watching somebody's um like tutorial thing online and they they talked about how gabriel was able to like nail tommy's voice in the video game like if you closed your eyes you really you thought like it was the video game talking in the background so now he
3: nailed it 100 percent.
2: yeah um, so I mean,
1: yeah, uh, what, uh, um, what isn't Pedro Pascal in? honestly? Well, yeah. I, I mean, would listen
3: to him read a phone book. <laughs> like, I love that man.
1: I, you know, you know what's funny is they always, they always make the joke about Ryan Reynolds, right? About Ryan Reynolds as the straight man. <laughs> it's Pedro Pascal, I'm sorry. Yeah. Sorry to say, I'm secure my masculinity and <laughs> <didn't> say <laughs> Pedro Pascal.
3: I'm very proud of you for saying that, because I'm probably going to get some for Hurlough's I think Ryan Reynolds is insanely overrated. Don't get me um,
1: wrong, I love Ryan Reynolds. I he can only favorite. do one thing though, and he that's Deadpool. Deadpool. That's it. Detective
3: Pikachu and mm-hmm. R- no. those are the only movies I really like. In this. Right. And, and the proposal—that's something totally kind of different.
2: Now. Yeah, the proposal um, is yeah. one of my favorite all-time oh, movies of any He's movies. Like <laughs> <says> his, <laughs> his, I mean, yeah, I mean, not to rock, not to knock on Ryan, but like his mannerisms and like the whole acting. Uh, shtick is the same no matter pretty much what character he's playing. So. Like the rock. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was
1: actually just watching um somebody kind of clip like some of the best like Pedro Pascal moments of like different things that he's done, and there was like the one in Game of Thrones when he's talking to um who's the guy um the 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 creep with the bald
2: head who like My Little Sparrows or whatever. Oh yeah. Oh God. The um. He was the eunuch. Yes. He's the one. Yeah,
1: and he was talking to him, (laughs) and he was like, you seem to know a lot about the unsolid." and he was like, well, yeah, he's like, I travel the world, like, what do you mean? And he goes, he goes, I intend to see more places in the next ten years of the world than than most people see in a lifetime. And he was like, well, most people aren't a prince, you know? And then you talk about, like, his death scene in Game of Thrones, where he gets his head crushed in, it's Mm -hmm. great stuff. Mm -hmm. And then you talk about the Mandalorian, right? I mean, Mm -hmm. insane. Yeah. He's owning
3: 2023
1: i i love that man i'm not afraid to say it
2: (laughs) and i even have to say in a 20-year time drum he didn't age at all so that was great Uh, (laughs) magnificently Pedro,
4: yeah
3: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) but i actually have a question for Mm renee because renee you know nothing about this like you went in blind Mm -hmm. i want to know what a what you thought of it and b which you can answer towards the end of the podcast what you think what happened during the show mm-hmm. during the entire first I mean, happy, huh? well i thought it was great i loved it i was i had hopes i i had even posted on twitter that i don't think i've been this excited about a series i can't remember the last time i've been this excited and i was just i had read a lot so i knew the gist of what was going on but again the gameplay thing i had no clue i'm just not a gamer that's not my thing i'm not coordinated for that or something i don't know (laughs) but um no i thought it was so well done i described it in an article i wrote as being gritty and raw and i really liked that i mean you know the walking dead will always be one of my favorites you know in the world but this this has such a more apocalyptic feel to it i think you know where it's um it makes you think that you're really right there in the thick of it and things. And so I just, I just loved it. And there, you know, we'll get on some talking points about, you know, my favorite parts and things like that. But, um, you know, after I watched the episode, then I started um, reading a lot more about it, you know, where people were comparing the game to that. We had videos that we shared, you know, that, um, you know, comparing that. So that was kind of cool as a non-player to see also just to see how, spot on some of the they were mirror image of what had happened in the game and so yeah. that was pretty cool to see that as someone who had never played the game but no overall i thought it was just wonderful i am so excited to learn more about tess i don't know She just like i feel like there's big stuff there that we're going to learn about her and i'm excited about that and i really loved um uh, you know, Joel and Ellie's, their introduction and things, that, I guess, I, I don't know if that was from the game, I don't know how it was in the game when they moved it well, was different, wasn't it? It's different, but there were similarities. Mm-hmm, yeah, so anyway, I thought that was yeah, really yeah. fun to see that, especially knowing that they, you know, they were in Game of Thrones together, or, you know, and things like that, mm-hmm. so it was just kind of fun to mm-hmm. see yeah. that, you know. So yeah, so, I didn't know that, because I don't watch Game of Thrones. So yeah, me something... either, but yeah somebody told me that Pedro was in Game of Thrones and I knew Bella was in Game of Thrones, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, wow, okay. That was a nice little uh, throwback yeah. there. Yeah. So, yeah, I thought it was awesome. And I'm excited to hear more that what you, especially as a gamer, I'm excited to hear your thoughts on the series. Okay. Uh, Well, for, I feel like we should probably start with, like, I, I mentioned this in the pre-show that uh, I'm going to break down the infection stages. From, yeah. Especially mm-hmm. for those who don't really, um, sure, or also somebody else that's coming in brand new. Um, so in the game, um, the infection goes with goes through spores, which is like an airborne disease. Um, that's why they have to wear, a ga- in the game, they have to wear a gas mask, yep. so you don't breathe in that stuff. In the show, they wanted to switch it up, and I know, Chris, you were questioning about this too. They went with um, what they call tendrils, which is where, like, with the old woman or Nana, you saw mm-hmm. it coming out of her mouth. Yep um the reason they one of the reasons they did this is because when you're wearing a gas mask it's like with video games you you want your player to be engaged so you're you know making them do whatever to be controlled um in the show you wanted them to be engaged with visuals and expressions well if you're wearing a gas mask Mm -hmm. you can't really be you can't really show expression it's really hard to so one of the reasons they did that is that way if they could take a different route, add a little originality with it, and they don't have to wear the gas masks. Mm-hmm. So in this way, stage one of the infection, I actually had to write it down, because I can't remember all of it. Mm-hmm. Um, the person loses their brain function, function and humanity. Function. Function. From, I <laughs> oh.
2: That happens too. <laughs> <laughs> I lose function all the time. So. <laughs> Meg, Meg, can I add? So to your last point about where these spores start coming out of the mouth as well. Yeah. One of the main things about when this fungus, because this, this is a real fungus, by the way, like this happens in the jungle with insects. Mm-hmm. Um, what they do is when they take over the, the host, basically, is that it then goes to the highest point, usually being a tree, and then it opens up its spore trail and releases into the atmosphere. So one of the reasons why you see them coming out of the mouth of the person is because that's the highest point of the body.
3: As soon as you said the highest point, I was like, "Oh my god, the mouth and the brain." Yeah, <laughs> that's Actually, that, I did not know that. That is really awesome. Hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> <Chris> <laughs> something <they> didn't. <laughs> Bravo. <laughs> Stage one. Um, those are the most common type of effect. you see, like, um, in the scene where they were running through the diner and how Nana was. That was stage one, like leaping, losing all humanity. They become human stump people. Um, stage two is where the fungus begins to grow over the infected face, so they're, like, kind of sneakier. You'll look, like, you'll see it, especially when you, um, they're going to show it in the, in the show, um, but in the game, like, you'll look. You think you see them, but they're gone. And then they kind of sneak up on you and they fuck you over. <laughs> I hate dealing with that. <laughs> stage three. It's my favorite villain, the clickers, mm-hmm. the infection has grown so much through their face that they cannot see. So they go by noise. So the best way to kill them, throw something, make them run to that noise, thinking that's what somebody is. And then you either shoot, you don't want to shoot them cause they'll attract more. So I usually light them on fire. Okay. That's my top take.
4: Sure.
3: <laughs> Number four is my, the one that I hate stage four is a bloater. The fungus turns into the fungus grows all through their body and it grows into hardwood plates. So it kind of turns it into armor. Mm-hmm. And it makes it so much harder to um to kill them. And the final one we saw in the episode. yeah Um when Tess turn when they were crawling through that building and Tess yeah, turns and they the see it against line. the wall.
4: Yeah.
3: The infected dies and the fungus grows out of their remains and attaches it and that is mm-hmm. that time, then the person is finally dead. Yeah.
2: Jesus, yeah,
3: yeah, it's pretty gnarly.
2: Yeah, it's. Uh, I, I mean, and that's where like you can't. We we talked about this. You know, like you separate yourself from everything that you you know from Walking Dead. This is this is completely. I mean, I'm sure. Yeah, there are similarities, but this is by far completely different. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, right off the bat, you get a 20 year time jump.
3: Um, which they know. changed that for the show too, yeah. Mm-hmm. I read that, yeah. So the game, the outbreak starts in 2000, uh, and I'm sorry, the outbreak starts in 2013 when the game initially released, and then about 20 years. And this time, I like they had the current day apocalypse in present day. I like that. Mm-hmm, Do yeah. you remember the reason they did that? Um, I did not. So the showrunner decided that, um, I can't think of his name right now, like he's Neil there. Druckmann. No, the other guy. Oh, that guy, yeah. Yeah, but the one who did Chernobyl. Anyway, he was the one. He had said that because the reason he did that was because he said if he's watching something and it goes into a time that doesn't exist yet or things, he kind of loses a little interest. It's like this isn't, you know, like a story. I guess probably not a sci-fi type thing, but more of a story kind of thing. He said to me he wanted to make it more relevant and, you know, especially I think with part, you know, the pandemic everybody went through just recently, too. Yeah. It hits home so he was the one that um had suggested they do that just to make it like, oh crap, it's twenty twenty three, this could be happening right now. So yeah. I like that. Because when yeah. I mentioned it to my coworker he was taking it more of like a political approach oh, yeah, no. um, because of like like when um when it started in Oak 3 with question presidency mm-hmm. talking about like how he would choose like fedra over mm-hmm. you know something else and then somebody else wearing the gore and lieberman shirt yeah i think mm-hmm. so that's he was taking it a political role like i feel like I have more to the story than that. yeah that's what he said i think he said that. Was a... no i don't remember where i read that i read it somewhere or it was on the podcast i don't remember no <laughs> that's actually really awesome to know yeah that. i know that was cool you guys are schooling me here yeah. <laughs> Yeah.
2: <laughs> so, Mitchell says the episode was two episodes in one. The original mm-hmm. first episode was supposed to uh, end after the 20 year later. And then. Um, well, I mean, the episode only was be, what? An hour and 20 yeah, hour and minutes, half minutes, something yeah. like that, right? Yeah. 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 yeah.
4: yeah.
3: And that's what uh, somebody else, somebody I was on a Zoom call with someone, and they had told me that they originally were going to do 10 episodes, but then it just made sense to put that first one together. And, yeah. you know, so that's what they did. It would, I, it would have been the pacing would have gotten so thrown off if they had yeah. split into two like yeah take a look i know we said you know disassociate ourselves from walking dead but look at what they did with the season 11 intro had they split actually what is it afron in two parts yeah it mm-hmm. completely killed the vibe and completely killed the flow so i'm so glad they combined it yeah. yeah
1: yeah i don't think it would have flowed as well um if they had split it up i think you you kind of had to understand the before and and then the new the new now you know of what's going on to really get a good feel and if they broke that up i don't think it would have been as uh, not understandable but not not as cohesive for people to to kind of make the connection of what's going on Mm -hmm. because you kind of have to assume that 90 percent of your audience hasn't played the video game Mm
4: -hmm. yeah
1: and and you have to understand a lot of things yeah. that some gamers have, have been playing for years now. You have to get people to understand the most basic of the concepts of the game, of the universe, in an hour and a half.
2: Yeah. And splitting it up I would have made it harder.
3: I feel like that that's another reason why I feel like they extended the intro. Yeah.
2: Yeah. You needed that. You gotta yeah. you, you needed to have that those two professors, that, that whole conversation. Well oh, not even that. Oh, i
3: I think you really needed really that. that yeah. Yeah, that cold opening to me really set the tone of. Yeah. You know it. it and when they use the word pandemic, then it kind mm-hmm. of resonates with people. Like, yeah. Oh, you know, it was really cool how they yeah. did that. And I, I, I love that cold opening. I just thought that was incredible.
1: You know what that reminded um, me of was mm-hmm. Dawn of the Dead, the remake from two, like 2001 or whatever, whatever, however long ago it was. When they, when they, like, the, in the beginning, you see them talking about like the um like uh, like how it spreads and things like 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 there's different things that are going on and you see like you know the, the Secret service at the White House and people like break the gate and stuff like that and it, it kind of like helps you to understand what's going on outside of what is it Wisconsin I think it is where it takes place Milwaukee yeah, or something like, like that. that yeah
4: yeah
1: and so like you have to understand like how far far-reaching this whole thing is and, and how complex it is That's why, to Renee's point, I think the cold opening was a phenomenal, phenomenal touch to the episode.
3: I feel like they had to do it in that moment because if they did it at any other point, it wouldn't have worked. Yeah, it would not. um, Did any of you
2: guys? Did you? Sorry, did did any of you guys pick up on when they first introduced a symptom in this in the show? Like, did any of you pick up on when they first showed a symptom in the show?
3: Like the kid at school. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Yeah, when he's sitting there his hands looking,
3: twitching his yeah him, and she's like looking him. at it yeah
2: i like he's i still saw still that like, and i'm like Atlanta. yeah and uh, it's just uh like very just i mean not sneaky but just like you know if you're not paying attention you know you're not picking up yeah you're just thinking that kid's like bored or some shit. well just like when
1: sarah is his daughter's name right yeah when, when she's at the watch shop if you go back and watch it, you see a fire truck, mm-hmm. but they're being escorted by a military vehicle. Yep. Yes. There's like a blacked out military vehicle falling closely behind it. And it's kinda of like a, it's a blink and you miss it, really. Like you hear the sirens, so you know, oh, it's an you know, it's a it's a it's a fire truck. But that could be very easy. Oh, it's just an emergency call, or whatever. But then you see the military truck falling very closely behind it. And if you look at it, you go, Oh shit, like it's
2: it's something more. Yeah. The other thing they made that helps make it make sense is when those scientists were talking, they did talk about specific climates and needing to be a certain temperature and all this other thing. And they do mention that the breakout starts in a very warm part of the world Mm -hmm. and then it travels. So, I mean, you know, they they really did like a very good job of tying this story together to make it make sense. It was, I mean, just very well done. I'm excited to see more of like the – gameplay you know as far as the, the the melee attacks i mean i know when he swung when he swung the wrench and hit the old lady um it was a pretty good um accurate swing from the game you know that the character yeah, was, would make yeah. so I, I mean so far I, obviously there there hasn't been a lot of action as far as that goes yet but it's coming obviously um, well, it's
3: funny you mentioned that because Neil Druckmann who's like the producer of like the game and everything, mm-hmm. one of the executive directors, or whatever, he specifically said they scaled back the violence for the show. Um because they wanted those key moments where there is violence to make that much more of an impact. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's awesome. So, yeah, yep. you know, so in the game, you know, we're constantly shooting, constantly laying shit on fire, constantly doing this. Yeah. But they wanted to hit home. Mm-hmm. No pun attended. <laughs> yeah.
2: I mean, and then. I to
3: mention before I forget it, because you have know, the cohesiveness of the time jump and all that. And if they would have broken that up, you the like as a parent, you know, you watch things all differently when kids are involved and in that kind of thing. And I don't think that that scene of him holding Sarah, she died, you know, got shot and died, and then they have the time jump, and the next time we see him, he is casually picking up a child and throwing him into the fire.
4: Uh-huh. You know, and yeah.
3: it's like, that was like oh my gosh and that would not have had that impact had they cut that and started that in the next episode sure. you know just like last time we saw him next time we saw it. and I, for me that was just incredible and it just showed you in 20 years how where he you know just the difference that mm-hmm. this world has made on him
2: yeah yeah, yeah it's uh i I'm, i actually have the whole cordyceps thing just like watching it happen in insects and how it happens in insects like and knowing like it makes it scarier because this actually happens right now like in insect world you know and in the climates that are appropriate for it so to sit there and think that like all that really would need to happen is for the climate to heat up by a few degrees and, and, well, but and,
3: the fungus would have to evolve. Still. Well, yeah.
2: I mean, I mean it, it would have perfect. to evolve from insect to be able to travel and infect. Evolution is a bitch. But, <laughs> i was gonna yeah. say it. I, well, mean, I, I mean, it's not just the temperature.
3: Oh <laughs> yeah. But yeah. It, it, whatever it is, cannot infect humans yet. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It,
2: but just knowing, like, that's just one of the one of the only like steps that yeah. it would need to take. I mean, it's, to, yeah. Yeah. Biological <laughs> warfare is a thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, we,
1: we've seen what uh, genetically modified viruses can do. <laughs>
4: yeah.
1: Yeah. So, you know. I hate to be the tinfoil foil hat guy, but you're right. we to going make you one? Yeah, right? Yeah. Let's <laughs> <laughs> wrap this hat in tinfoil. That'd be fun. Did you
3: guys notice the Easter egg that involves food while watching? Food? Food, yes.
2: I mean, i I'm sure as you explained it, it might resonate, but I didn't really pick up on anything. So
3: the show purposely uh, let us know that Joel did not eat cake, mm. did not eat biscuits, and did not eat pancakes. Okay. Now, Nana was being fed biscuits. Uh-huh. All these foods are very common. Um, this might be just a thing, like if you had played the game, you, you would know it, um, but the uh, virus originated from South America into humans through crops. Hmm. Now, um, I actually have the article that was written or the little blurb that was written because I, there's no way I would have remembered it. Mm -hmm. Um, but in, in their newspaper on the day that this whole outbreak started, aka Joel's birthday, the Food and Drug Administration's investigation of crops potentially tainted with mold continues across the country. Initial lists distributed to vendors nationwide warned against crops imported from South America, but now the scope has yada yada yada, and their food product. Uh, that basically several companies have volunteered to recall their food products from the shelves.
2: Mm-hmm. And so this now, also broke out in the city too, as well. They were saying like this because you know, right. Grandma was taken to the city all the time, and that's how she got so it and brought it I home
3: between going to the city versus the food. Um, I'm, I'm still trying to figure that out, but I feel like, like we've got the market, market for something maybe, mm-hmm. you know, maybe. That's kind of what I'm thinking, because like, like the crops. Yeah. They would. But, but I'm not thinking like, oh, maybe shop. wheat. Mm-hmm. I think maybe like wheat or flour, but those are all yeah. the ingredients for those foods that I listed. Mm-hmm. So I don't entirely know.
4: So
1: is that yeah. is that why when Sarah and Joel were getting in the truck, and they saw the guy with, with Nana Adler. And he was like, oh, you know, I've got extra biscuits or whatever. And mm-hmm. Sarah was like, oh, you know, my dad loves biscuits. Mm-hmm. I'm on Atkins.
3: Yeah, he was like, oh, I'm on Atkins. <laughs> <laughs> he purposely didn't eat it. Yeah.
1: You know? So I'm trying to figure that part out still. Um, maybe in one or
3: two episodes, I'll, I'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. that will be interesting. That was a really cool comparison.
2: Well, yeah, you know, I mean, I... Yeah, I, I do want to say, like, I knew that Sarah's death was coming. I just, like, and I had seen it, like, you know, play out, obviously, in the game. But to see it play out exactly like it played out in the game was, like, mm-hmm. was, was a major wow factor. I was, you know, like, it's the first episode.
1: And to have someone with, like, Pedro Pascal's, like, acting caliber that he has. Yeah. And like the range of emotions that he's able to portray, accurately portray, um, I, I think that helped one to the impact of that whole scene mm-hmm. because he gets saved. What's the brother's name again? Tommy. Tommy. Okay. So Tommy saves him and he thinks like, oh, shit, like, I just thought we were just about to get mowed down by the, by that soldier. And now he just mm-hmm. got saved by Tommy. And he, he you kind of see that, like, he, he, he kind of takes a breath and he relaxes a little bit. Until he looks over and sees Sarah laying there, and he sees the blood. Yeah, and then you see the, like the horrified look on his face, and and I don't think that if it was anybody that didn't have that acting range, it may have not been betrayed as well as it was.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: It hurt more watching it than it did playing. Yeah.
4: Um, yeah. Oh yeah.
3: Well, I think, like for me, it was. You know, you got to see that rapport between the three of them. And you could tell they were close-knit, you know, just picking on each other all the time. The little jab they gave each other. Just, you know, to see that build and then that quickly, you know, it was just unreal. That You know, I, mean, I knew it was coming. I did. I, you know, yeah. It was not a secret that that was going to happen, you know. But it was, like, yeah, devastating.
2: <laughs> well, they had, they had said, the directors had said, like, you needed to fall in love with her in mm-hmm. order for that scene to have the impact that they wanted.
3: She's and basically that, a protagonist. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. It's, um, it hit home. It definitely hit home, I think, for a lot of people. <laughs> Especially yes, she is,
3: though, yeah. right? I didn't realize this. Um, I'm going to butcher, uh, the name, but you know that actress, um, Bandy Newton?
4: What's mm-hmm. her daughter? Oh, shit. Really?
3: I had no idea until I, um, went on IMDb. So, yeah, wait, I, no I to The Sarah. Yeah, I know. where In real life, her mom is the uh, actor, the British actress Dandy Newton. Oh. Oh, ah. Yeah. so I thought she did a really good job. So I was like, oh, I, like, I want to see what else she's been yeah. in. And I went on IMDb, and I was like, <laughs> <laughs> interesting.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, we got a little nepo baby, but <laughs> she she nailed it for those twenty something minutes she was on screen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, was like she wasn't there long, but man, she was impactful. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. But that was what they said they wanted. They wanted to show who Joel really was versus who he became after losing his reason to live. Because now, now, you know, he wasn't living for anyone for 20 years, and now he's going to be living for Ellie.
2: Yeah. Back, so back in the infection stages that you brought up, yes, I did see that, so for any kind of bite occurring or di- or, like, I guess – wound occurring from like the neck up you had a five to fifteen minute infection rate and then where like um where ellie was actually been on her arm it's anywhere from two to eight hours Mm
3: -hmm. and
2: then the legs is a little bit longer than that
3: like 12
2: to 24. yeah so it was interesting to see like like them actually break that down you know, like I mean, logically it makes. We're sense not used rate. to you know we're not used to having any kind of timeline for infection rates. Right? So it like, like, like instantly, when yeah. you
3: have like somebody else takes forever to change. Yeah. yeah, that was a nice little timeline. Yeah, I
1: mean, if you think about it, it logically makes sense, right? Because the point of the fungus of the virus is that it infects the brain hmm. and it controls it, yeah. it controls the 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 th- the, uh, the movements and the actions of the person by using their brain and and, and sending the the um, the signals to the rest of the body of how to act, yeah. and if it's if it, if you get bit on the foot, it, it makes logical sense that it's going to take the longest Go way on. to work through your your nervous system to get up to your brain. Mm-hmm. That made, I mean that, I think that it makes perfect sense. Yeah. And I think it's very cool to see that chart that kind of laid it out, and it, it, it makes yeah. it more. Um, more palatable to like understand it, and, mm-hmm. and, and much easier to understand for someone who
2: hasn't played the games. Yeah, and to Linda's question, obviously we'll touch on this later on too. But uh, yeah, Depeche Mode played at the end. It was an '80s song, and '80s in the book meant danger. Um,
3: mm-hmm.
2: yeah. So yeah, uh, there so was, that, that
3: was you know, the perfect song choice and this show. show is- uh, no, I was—I was, I was like, Renee. You, I know you can definitely speak of this. Um, but it's the perfect song to choose to show like what what their journey is about to be like, and the bond Everybody. they're about to have. And showrunners said that they that song will come up again. So. Hmm. Actually, I thought of you, Renee, when I heard this song. <laughs> I was like, oh, I know who's <laughs> been. I, I
1: I did love that that scene with with Bill Ramsey, right? And she and she was and she's like, oh, I cracked your code, you know, and, and like and like mocking him, and he's like.
4: <laughs>
3: Yeah. she is ellie like she does yeah. so much shit when she is Kathy. yeah and I'm i don't not gonna lie, i was not fond of it i wanted uh Caitlyn deaver to mm-hmm. be chosen mm-hmm. um but the moment i saw the trailer it's was like okay and the second the episode started i was like oh my god bella is <laughs> ellie right? especially especially the
1: only thing i have to compare to it is what it's her it's her as lyanna mormont from game of thrones yeah. and i one of the things i saw too was was someone took scenes of her in game of thrones and you know and thing and scenes of her in the first episode and there was the, there was a the scene where they're talking about um the white walkers coming to winterfell mm-hmm. and she's like oh we have to fight for the north blah 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 and her uncle who was like another lord was like oh you know i'm not gonna risk my my niece or, or you know my grandniece or whatever mm-hmm. and she goes i'm not gonna sit by the fire knitting while the boys go to war <laughs> she goes give me a sword and i'm like yeah let's do it
4: <laughs>
3: oh my god no, I, she, she did a phenomenal job yeah. Yeah. Um, and i'm like especially the part where she when she was counting now at work, I have to do when I have to do like sound checks. I have to count like that, except not say "fuck you" at the end. <laughs> Every time I do a count, that's definitely what's going to be in my head. <laughs> <laughs> <You>. <laughs> so I have to do a soundtrack next week, so I will let you know if I. think. Yeah. So I'm excited to hear if you can refrain from saying that, Meg. <laughs> it's it's going to be um, it's going to
2: be tricky i uh, have high with me, but, yeah. So, does anybody have like any ideas or theories as so that the when they opened it up 20 years later and you have that little, I think it's a little boy walking through the woods. Yeah, I um, Do do we think that when they scan them, what kind of, like in a so obviously. The, the soldier scans the boy, flashes red, and, you know, you could see. I knew right away when she, like, saw that and her expression, I was like, oh, this kid's screwed. Yeah. But, like, what do you what do you think that testing, like, that reader, is there any, like? Infected. The, well, yeah, I know it means infected, but, like, what is that thing? Is it scanning for, like, Probably fungus, spores? Yeah.
3: I feel like it's kind of just, like, a high test. Minute- Saying high tech and there's you know we're in the apocalypse, <laughs> yeah. um, like a new type of thermometer. Cause like mm. you know a mm-hmm. the thermometer. Okay. It'll tell us if anything above ninety point six that we have a fever. Yeah. So I feel like this is gonna do something. It does something similar. Yeah.
2: yeah. And then yeah, I mean, so having that play out and then lead into the scene where you have Joel, you know, the truck being delivered and him picking up the body and throwing it into the fire, like it was just a another day for him which i you know i'm i'm, I'm sure in this type of world it is just another day sad as that may seem like honestly thinking about it um like sometimes you try to like take your even take yourself and you put that yourself in that character's shoes like it's a, you're getting like ration cards for this like this is how you get paid you know to, yeah. to burn bodies you know it's crazy like some of this stuff is just you know you sit there and try to think like wow would i be able to do that you know what i mean like would i be able to like just heave bodies into a giant fire pit you know it's uh a lot of this stuff like it just it makes you think you know so but yeah it's just it's
3: that it was a boy i know we questioned that in the pre-show whether it was a boy or a girl um i lost his name
2: it's a boy right
3: yeah, but it's a boy, his character called The Boy, so yeah. He's yeah, played by an actor named Logan Pierce. Okay, he's just been in a couple things, but yeah, it's adorable. Yeah, I know, I was so
2: sad. <laughs> Yeah, it was not like I but
3: wasn't to be that lady, that poor lady who just tried to comfort him, knowing you know, he's he got to go and everything, and she's like just trying to make his last moments yeah. happen. I like, mean, you know, she shows some humanity, especially yeah. with that type of line of love that she's in. Mm-hmm. I, I did appreciate that, as much as you can appreciate it. Definitely.
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's uh, I, quite the way to like really kick things off. You know, you end with you know Sarah, and then you do the jump, and then you see that kind of play out. It's uh, <laughs> like, okay, so we're going hard. We're going hard. <laughs> we're going hard real quick. Just we. Kind of- We've we done, let's see, we've killed two kids, and we're on our yeah. way. All right. <laughs> this is how well, it's going to go. Power. Yeah. Well, we killed <laughs> a grandma, too. And yeah, it, you you know, like, Nana, yeah. you know we
3: to Nana. Yeah. we talking about her and you like, when Sarah's looking at the, you know, DVDs, and, you know, it's blurred in the background,
2: mm-hmm. but you can see Nana back there doing some twitching in her mouth. Oh,
3: mm-hmm. yeah, it was so like, oh, weird. Gosh, <laughs> get, was <laughs> yeah. was terrifying. Yeah. Like, yeah. Especially, you see this woman the whole time. Seen her a few times, but the whole time she can't move. like she mm-hmm. nice. Yeah, she's just sitting there, and just to see her those little twitches and her mouth is open. Ugh. And then the the dog, you know, it's always one of those things. The dogs always first. They always do. Mm-hmm. And yes, the dog is just and not happening. you said that because in in the game, I, I mean, do you awesome. care if I say yeah. a little spoiler about the game? Because you're not gonna play it. Yeah. Um, they kill a dog in the game. Oh. <laughs> That they killed the dog in the beginning so everybody when i saw the dog I was like oh my god please no 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 <laughs> I, was, I was happy that the dog just ran away
1: right now do you think that as we well know when you go from one medium to another medium adaptation so whether it be um like an anime to a movie a video game to a movie a t- you know like when they do these different adaptations walking dead for example i know we we keep saying you know but i i, I have to say that there there are certain parallels and as far as like zombie apocalypse and and in that sense when they adapted the tv show from the comic book from the graphic novels obviously things were changed what happened from point a to point b in the in the show was very different from point a to point b in the comics right there are people who were killed in the comics who are still alive in the show and vice versa right do you think that the entire, um, what I'm going to say is the, fir- is the first season, uh, you know, the this, this series of The Last of Us, do you think that it's going to stay parallel to the video games? Or do you think at some point there's going to be a branch where it, where it branches off from the storyline? So that way, the diehard fans of the video game, maybe there'll be some big, that branch will be some major plot twist that you don't expect.
3: Um, can I say yes and no? Yeah, because sure. specifically, because now they say the first season is going to basically take place throughout the whole first game. Okay. Now, without saying any spoilers, I don't know how much you guys know about the second game. Um, I see Chris nodding his head, so I think he knows what I'm referring to.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, if I, the reason I say, I think they might go differently based on something that happens in the second game. I feel like they're going to branch off and do something a little different. But to the same somewhat caliber, okay. if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're going to go back to the go back to the first season here. Um, I do feel like there's definitely going to be differences because mm-hmm. we saw a lot of originality with like 20% originality because we said about 80% similarities.
4: Yeah,
3: right. Um, I don't know how different they're going to be though, especially if they want it to really
4: take place throughout the whole game so i don't
2: really know yeah i i mean i i've only know i only know what i've read and that's the fact that like same kind of thing like they said that yeah they're going to you know depict the video game but they are gonna like us finding out they weren't gonna do the gas mask stuff Mm
4: -hmm.
2: (laughs) you know which is is, like i said it's a pretty major part uh in the game back in one part of the gameplay um they're in an infected area, you know, I get where they have like the spores and stuff <laughs> and I believe it's Ellie who takes her mask off for some reason, I can't remember why, but they're someone's in trouble in the game mm-hmm. and she goes, I think the save, I think it's her friend. Um what's her friend's name in the video game? There's like a oh, Riley? Yeah, I think that's it, right?
3: Riley, i don't know uh, from the dlc of the first game
2: yeah so i think that so i think it's she's trying to save her i'm not 100 sure but she rips her mask off because I'm, i don't think riley had one or something she does she I takes her I mask off for a read yeah know. and she and the person's like no 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 you can't do that and she's like i'm fine like don't worry about it kind of you well, know. well i
3: know that happened in the second game where ellie's mask was cracked mm-hmm. and Dina was going to share um her mask with with Ellie right. like, no no no, you take it off the infected right and then she's like put your mask and that's when she says like oh I'm immune yeah,
2: yeah. so yeah I, and I guess you know that's part of the this storyline too that you know we find out right and right off the bat that like Ellie is basically the reason you know the the cure she you know with her you know that's why this whole thing's happening is they need to take her And, and she needs to be protected at all costs, basically. So, you know, it's just like stuff like that. Like we, we've never had that before, you know, that we've never been told that there was a cure. We never knew that there was a cure. We never saw anybody not get infected, you know? So, um, it's, it's refreshing. It's new and I, you know, love, and I love seeing it happen. Um, so yeah, what, uh, someone was saying explosion something oh I so when we were talking about the scene I don't know how many people have ever played Telltales The Walking Dead but the scene where she's in the watch shop and all the the cops are going by and the sirens and all that stuff and everything like that reminded me of when in the very beginning of Telltales it plays out where all the response is coming from outside Atlanta and flying down the highway into the city and like for me it just gave me like that quick little you know throwback kind of thing you know like the military trucks the planes the helicopters all that stuff and then i the the girl who plays sarah to me she could play clementine any day of the week
3: <laughs> absolutely
2: any day of the week 100
3: it's funny you mentioned um telltales walking dead because I don't know if they're going to show it in the show, but in the uh, Last of Us game, there is a nod to Telltale's Walking Dead.
2: Is that what you were going to say? Yes. Oh, okay. Wow. wow.
3: Look at me. So, <laughs> That's that like a really good segue. So I'm yeah. happy for that. Um, Ryan, Renee, did you guys play? Oh, definitely not Renee, but Ryan, did you play yeah. Telltale's The Walking Dead? Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh yeah. So in the first <laughs> episode of because the game came out like episodically. Yep. Um, so in the first, when we first meet the main character, Clementine, she's hiding out in a treehouse, um, in her backyard.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, her babies, her parents are out of town, and her babysitter was supposed to be watching her. Well, um, the character Lee finds her in this treehouse. In The Last of Us, Joel and Ellie are walking through this town, and if you go to this one house, you go into the backyard, and it's the same house.
4: Oh, shit. Yeah. Wow. i forget
3: what i forget where exactly the house is
4: mm-hmm.
3: um because i've never actually found it i only found out about it through um i was watching um a let's play video but um when the season's over i'm gonna replay the game and i'm gonna find it but it was it was such a cool um excuse me nod to it i forget right. when i forget when the episode or when the game came out but it was just I didn't believe it when I first saw it. Yeah. <laughs> I watched
2: well, a couple of videos. I thought it was a mod. That's
3: pretty
2: cool. Yeah. I like it. Um,
3: there's, there's a connection to TWD somewhere.
2: Yeah. I, you know, I'm, like I said, you know, obviously there's going to be similarities. You know I mean? Your you're lead actor, you know, um, protection of family, you know, there's so much stuff in there that, like, you know, can obviously, you can relate. Um But by no means am I trying to tie this to The Walking Dead at all.
4: Please
2: don't. No, 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 no. no. (laughs) Um, Let's talk about some of the other characters on the show. We have Anna Anna Torv, who played um, Tess. And then I also know Meryl Dandridge, who played Marlene. And now she actually is the same person in the video game as she is in the show.
3: She's the only person that did that.
2: (laughs) Pretty cool. That's pretty cool
3: i love her so much
2: yeah <laughs> i mean not that and she's actually the the leader of the fireflies right isn't she like the the, mm. the like yeah the boston yeah region. the boston okay so like how many different divisions are there do you know
3: i don't yeah. I, mean, I just know that they're all over okay
4: um i don't have an exact number i don't know if we ever found that out hmm. yeah I, mean,
3: I just i, I wasn't it, sure it's been many years or at least a few years since i've replayed the entire game so i'm a little rusty Mm -hmm. and i never fully finished the second game Mm -hmm. but i will definitely have finished it before the next uh, season
2: yeah I, i mean i was just trying to figure out like how widespread they were you know obviously so they're a faction for anybody who might not you have fedra which is like the last of like the federal military people and the federal personnel or whatever okay and then you have fireflies. There's obviously a lot of other groups that are menacing and dangerous throughout the game and stuff, which I'm sure we'll come across some of them in the show. But the fireflies, uh, Tommy in the video game, Tommy's like a captain for the fireflies, isn't he? Joel's brother, right? So Sorry,
3: I'm, I'm trying to see, I'm trying to get that answer for you about. Oh, that's okay. Fireflies. Um, no, he's up there. Yeah, There's I know. Like a higher yeah, he's like a because, captain,
2: I believe, for the Fireflies. And um,
3: this this isn't a spoiler. We're gonna find this out. Um, it's like pretty common knowledge. Because Tommy, you know, joins it, and he, because he and Joel will reunite at some point. Mm-hmm.
4: I think and it'll Joel be at that.
3: Like,
2: I think it's gonna be at that tower.
3: Yeah, like Tom Joel's gonna give him shit, and Tommy's basically like, listen, like your life ended. Like I, I have something. Like I'm living for something. Mm-hmm. Because he's trying to find, like, this cure. Right. Right. So, yeah, that's... That wasn't a spoiler, because I'm pretty sure they showed it at some point in the trailer.
2: Yeah. Yeah, no, I think they did in the trailer, yeah. They, um... Yeah, they mentioned... There's, like, a little snippet. Yeah, like, you had your... You lived your life or whatever, I'm living mine kind of thing. That's
3: it. Um Let's see.
2: So
4: the Fireflies,
3: Um, they're basically, like like
1: a resistance movement yeah. essentially right? mm-hmm. pretty much yeah yeah,
3: kind yeah. Of like, um, did you see the hunger games yes yeah. kind of like what like um what's her face like jennifer lawrence's group did yeah okay. Like they rose is, up against yeah. hmm. the militia or the military okay, um makes sense so it says like alongside the fireflies normal civilians from quarantine zones also occasionally rose up due to food shortages military oppression blah 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 try to get an answer on how many back- <laughs> back- there, but, really there, back- there back- might not be an answer to that question
4: yeah they
1: may have left that open-ended so that if they ever expanded upon like additional dlcs or additional games you never know yeah
2: linda <laughs>
3: says we might get an answer in the show mm-hmm, yeah. just because um of how the games played out
4: mm-hmm, yeah
3: let's just let's just leave it at
1: that it's always hard to answer a question like that because then it like i think renee's made this point before about walking dead is once you put once you put something in like and in, in put the writing in stone you can never take it back Absolutely. like you can't unring that bell so it's like if you ever have a you know plans for a spinoff or a dlc or for future games but meanwhile in the first game you said that well there's only four groups you know but now you don't you it, it's so yeah. hard to go back on that, and to explain it to a point that people will accept it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so you kind of want to leave your your options open ended.
3: Well, that's kind of like why Christian bro chose to have Rosita die because yep. she wanted she wanted to close that chapter. She wanted to be, you know, bookend. Yep.
1: How how, how long right? before people wanted Rosita to appear in New York City, you know, or France, exactly. or you know what I mean? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Now she exactly. can't. You know what I mean? That's why I think that makes logical sense
3: absolutely 100 percent. yeah so um linda has a question she says yes. how, how did joel who lived in texas arrive in boston was there any can't say okay right. i don't know if they're gonna show it um okay. if they don't show it i will be more than happy to answer it. okay but it is <laughs> explained in the game in the game we okay. do. yeah I actually um when yeah you do get answers you okay. don't get the entire answer but you get answers
2: okay well, hang and, in there, Linda.
3: Yeah, especially <laughs> since they, they keep adding originality to the show. Yeah, I feel like they're going to really expand on that.
2: Yeah. I mean, and they also hinted that they have some, I think maybe Tommy, because it was Tommy's truck. There's a veteran sticker on it. So, you know, him ending up as like a captain for the Fireflies, maybe having to do with his background in the military, you know, might have well, something also, to do with it.
3: um I mean, look at The Walking Dead. You know, first they were in Atlanta Mm -hmm. and then, you know, how did they get up to Alexandria? You know, I mean we know how they got up to Alexandria, but it's the same kind of thing really. That's yeah. Yeah. You're gonna you're not gonna stay if the apocalypse happens tomorrow, you well, you guys are in like the boondocks in New York and Boondocks in Georgia, so you might be safe. Very nice. Me, I'd have to move immediately. (laughs) (laughs) I'd be screwed where I'm at. Um, I'd have to pull a, a a strand and find an Abigail to go on. Uh-huh.
1: I I have a whole plan about the Catskill Mountains. You know, I'm just saying.
3: All right, you're, you're you guys are closer to me than is, so I'm coming to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you know, people. I really hope that you explain it in the show because I know that's a question a lot of people have.
2: Yeah, um, yeah. I, there's going to be a lot of questions that are going to be answered. Mm-hmm. I'm sure. So um, mm-hmm. I think that I
1: think that Linda's question is is a, is a good. Uh, question i think for the for the general group here um let's go one by one and one out of ten rate what we thought the episode was in our opinion Okay, renee let's start with you meg sorry but you're going last
3: the so it's fine that's fair yeah i give it i'd say i get a nine i thought i was very pleased with it
2: yeah um i mean i like the fact that they stuck to the game as much as they could. Um, so, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm going to say, like, nine, nine and a half. I'll say nine and a half.
1: I'm, I'm honestly going to say nine and a half because, for me, I know the premise of the game. Never played the games. I've seen some gameplay, but not, like, followed the storyline gameplay. But, for me, it's a refreshing, different, unique take on a genre that I have been in love with since I was watching you know, movies at two o'clock in the morning that I shouldn't have been watching, you know, like Dawn of the Dead, you know, the originals and the remakes, or um, you know, all the all the classic zombie movies, right? Night Night of the Living Dead, you know, things like that. And it's it's a different thing. It's always been a virus, right? It's always been this, it's always been that. But now it's a fungus. And for me it's a very cool take on it, right? So I for me like nine and a half. Yeah. Nine
3: and a half. <laughs> yeah. 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 They stay true to the, you know, original materials, but they expanded just enough to just give it more, um, <clears throat> we'll just say. Yeah. Because if they added any more to that first episode, it would have felt so different. Yeah, And worst. just, like, this, the shot where, um, when they leave their house all the way up through Sarah's death, I literally felt like I was replaying the game. The only big difference from that I'm kind of going off a little tangent here, so feel free to No, you're out. good. Um, in the game, when they get into their accident, it was another vehicle hit them. Yes. So in the show, you yeah, had the airplane. So I like that because you saw they almost got into an accident. Yeah. So it kind of gave you that false sense of hope. Like, oh, okay, maybe they're doing a little something different. And they did do something different, but it was the same effect. Mm-hmm. And the guy who was uh, the infected that was chasing them to the restaurant, um the show better pay his medical bills because that dude served like the way he was throwing himself over the booths of the diner yeah that was like one of my favorite scenes the entire opening yeah like, i did a phenomenal job
2: that yeah that scene right there while he's trying to carry sarah and everything you know while she's injured um i mean look i honestly scarier than probably Ninety-eight percent dead. of the Walking Dead. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, even
3: though we knew what was coming, well, not yeah. a lot of people didn't know, but like, we knew what was coming. Scarier. I think, scarier than the entire the entirety of Walking Dead. Yeah,
2: and it's gonna get worse. Like, I, that's what like people need to prepare. Like, the, I'm I'm pretty sure if it is if it stays you know as true or whatever, it's gonna get worse because these things are completely different than any walker or anything like that. Um, I love a good heart pounding jump scare. Yeah. I, don't know. I, I love it. I mean, you can see in one of the one of the uh, promos for the next episode, or one of some of the next episodes, where like you know Joel's like telling them that the clicker is like behind a glass window, mm-hmm. and he's like literally telling them like nothing, like shh, nothing, um, because they're realizing you know that they're ba- they they can not see but they can hear
3: i don't know if you noticed it but in the last couple seconds of the episode we saw a clicker yeah so you heard a clicker and if you looked it was like on the middle about the middle of the screen towards the left there was a clicker like walking along like the rooftop that was your first glimpse glimpse of the clicker and i feel like we're going to see them in um episode two Mm
2: -hmm. yeah well i so where this where i mean where this i mean there's a ton of other stuff but where this episode ends I I texted you guys after watching the show for probably the third or fourth time. But that ending, the last few ending scenes as they go through the gate and they start going through into the contaminated area and everything like that. When the camera pans up and you see the buildings and like the light, you know, the way the lighting is. Mm -hmm. I mean, I
3: hated that tower.
2: Picture perfect, though. Picture perfect to. The, the game. I mean hundred percent just picture perfect. And it I gave you that, that it, it so gave you scary. that eerie feeling. Like it gave you like that oh fuck feeling like <laughs> <laughs> this is this is what's coming. Yeah. And you it's know
3: about to go down.
2: Yeah, because you're right, the tower is no joke. Like the whole tower scenes and everything that happened in the game and everything.
3: And that's one of the first levels you play too once yeah. you get through the contaminated area. Right. But it's <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm concerned, um, once they reach, um, their destination, if that part is, uh, we'll get into that when, um, when that part plays out, but I'm very scared if that part is staying true to the source material. Mm -hmm. Because something big happens. Well, I know
2: by episode three, we're supposed to meet Nick Offerman, who's playing Frank, I think. Bill, is it bill bill okay yeah, yeah. i know there's bill and frank
3: yeah um so frank is being played by Murray bartlett okay um because in the game w earl brown played bill gotcha okay but nick Offerman was born to play bill
2: yeah so i'm so excited yeah i mean <laughs> yeah. seeing him on the cast you know just like and he can he can play he can play a lot of different characters so you know I, i'm I, I, Excited to see, like, his range in this, in this kind of, you know, I was telling Chris, and... I had to watch 21
1: Jump Street and 22 Jump Street, like, 12 times before I realized that the fucking police captain was <laughs> was Nick Offerman, <laughs> <laughs> and and it was so funny because he just looked so different than Ron Swanson, and that's, yeah. and that's who I know. I love
4: Ron Swanson. Oh my, yeah. I have a,
1: I literally have a shirt of, of, of Ron Swanson, because that's how much I, I love that show, and I love that man, but I, I was like, why does his voice sound so familiar, and I just happened to look it up on Google, I want like, how did i not know that
3: <laughs> well then i think what i'm scared about i think that's going to happen next episode then mm. okay and yeah I'm that. <laughs> um but fun fact though the um you know how we said they changed to tendrils uh for the show
4: mm-hmm.
3: um apparently naughty dog was thinking of using tendrils from the very beginning of the game because if you uh you forget how they found that out but um there's still some voice lines in the files of the game where they talk about tendrils. Um, oh. one of them was Joel and Tessa explaining to Ellie what they are saying the smallest touch and they'll snap back like a whip and it can break your arm. really So okay. yes yeah, so I feel like they were dabbling with it with during development eventually decided to go for the spores, which I think that was a better idea because I feel like that added a bit more um scary factor
2: yeah yeah i mean yeah watching There's
3: those yeah well, <laughs> watching
2: those things come out of grandma's mouth too is
3: yeah, yeah. i thought of a hair when i first saw it yeah
2: I well it that's yeah I sh- me too and i'm like as she pulls her head i'm like oh she got a whole mouth full of hair Are you nasty <laughs> damn you nasty i got your tongue <laughs> and then i was like oh shit, that's the spores like coming out of her mouth
3: yeah after um after uh Tommy ran over uh like, you know, um Mr. and Mrs. Mm. Robert Adler. Yeah. And then the neighbor, the neighbor. And, and then they attack and then they attack uh they attack the um the neighbor. Yeah. That reminded me of Fear the Walking Dead. Mm. Season Oh one.
2: yeah.
3: When uh that elderly couple yes. um when like I remember like Alicia walking mm-hmm. through like her, her garden bed. or whatever, yeah. Yeah, it reminded me so much of that. Yeah,
2: and, wow. I remember, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean look. I I always, when I was a younger kid, okay, when I was, like, I don't know, Sarah was probably, like, what, what were you thinking, like, 15, 14, 15, 12? Okay. So, like, being at that age, there is no, absolutely no way in hell that I'm going to take the neighbor's dog, (laughs) walk it to the neighbor's house, have the dog flip a shit and run away. At 2 o'clock in the morning. And then... Proceed into the open door. Of the neighbors like no, N- no. You don't like. It would have never happened. Like dog, you can come with me and chill at my house. You know, like no, <laughs> it just wouldn't happen.
1: So you know, stuff like that always happened, right? So like, I, I always go back to it because it's like probably my all-time favorite zombie movie media ever is Dawn of the Dead the remake. I could watch that movie sixteen million times. I never get tired of it. But you, you have the scene. And I can't remember the actor who played um her husband. Um, but all I know is he was on Stargate. <laughs> um, and he, he sees the the neighborhood, the neighbor's daughter in the doorway, and he wakes up and he's like, "What?" And he like he gets up and sees her face is all fucked up, and he's like, "Oh my god!" And he runs to her, and she bites his neck, and mm. I'm like, "No, motherfucker, I'd punch her the shit out of my bedroom <laughs> and lock the fucking door." Goodbye, bitch. Yeah. Bye. Call 911. Good luck to you. Because fuck that.
2: But that well same kind of thing with like Zombieland in the very beginning, mm. you know? Okay. When the chick's like all he's oh, like, yeah, yeah. and he's like you, you know, know she's like crying on her shoulder and shit. It's like come on, no. Ends up beating her head in with a toilet seco <laughs> <laughs> you know. I do love the fact that like, hits her a second time, double tap, double <laughs> tap. Yeah.
3: So there is actually a nod to the second game in the very first episode. Um, the movie that sarah takes from the neighbor's house yes
2: what was the title of that movie i tried like
3: uh, something something in viper yeah viper kid um that they was, made four that of them was, though yeah they, they <laughs> mentioned it in the second game
2: yeah they have like old dialogue right like two is it ellie and someone else ellie and dina yeah they have like old dialogue about the game uh the movie yeah. that's so funny. Not
3: meeting dina season one you won't meet her season one she's in the second game yeah but yeah, as soon as I saw uh, the cover of that, I was like, oh my God, like, no, we did not just do that.
2: <laughs> now, in the first game, they didn't introduce horses or anything like that, right? Was that primarily second game where they have I the horses? There horses in the first game. Is there horses in the first game? Yeah. Okay. No, I no, couldn't I remember, remember that there, or not.
3: There, I remember horses,
2: like yeah. There. I know what, well, because I know the horses play a bigger part in the second game. so.
3: Yeah. There was, um, I don't know if you guys picked up on this. Oh, no, you, you wouldn't have picked that up on um... it. No, if I say it, it's going to be like a
2: spoiler. I wouldn't worry about it. Yeah, no, no I don't want really to
3: <laughs> say it. We'll come back to it. <laughs> Make a yeah, note. i Oh, okay. All I right. looked up, the, the movie was titled Curtis and Viper 2. Mm. Yes. Curtis and Viper 2. The 2 and the Viper, right?
2: I, <laughs> I just know that the younger one, which is Viper, is the ninja guy. He's yeah. like some kind of ninja. I don't know. <laughs> I just know that from listening to the dialogue in the game.
1: You know, I, ha- I I have optimism because if this is done correctly and it is done well, which the first episode seems to think that it you know, lends to the fact that it will be done well. As we know, some video game adaptations into a TV or movie mm. medium is not always done well. Mary Brooks. Yeah, that classic
4: example. I mean, I a more one.
1: modern one is Halo. Halo, yeah. Uh, I am a diehard Halo fan. Yeah. I have been since the original Xbox and Halo Combat evolved. And then you look at the monstrosity that Paramount Plus brought out. And I could not even stomach a full episode.
2: Was it a TV show or is it like it's
1: it's a live action TV show oh. on Paramount. and what pisses me off beyond all belief is there is a wonderful web series called Halo: Forward Unto Dawn that takes place I believe before Halo 1 because it's before it's it's the it's the onset of the Covenant war with the UNSC and Halo: Forward Unto Dawn is basically covers a main character of the Halo franchise, besides like the Master Chief. Mm-hmm. And it's somebody that is like a long time friend of the Master Chief. And, hmm. and and it sets up that friendship. It was done so fucking well.
4: <laughs>
1: but then Paramount Plus got their fucking grubby little fingers on it. And destroyed something that I loved. Mm-hmm. And I take it very personally. Yeah. So I'm like, can we just get HBO the rights to Halo? Please, for the love of God, Microsoft, just do it.
3: Well, it's funny you said that because I was very concerned about *The Last of Us* because apart from Neil Druckmann, the guys responsible for were the guys responsible for *Uncharted* movie
4: mm.
1: with Mark Wahlberg we, and Tom Holland. *Uncharted*
3: yeah. is my favorite game series of all time. I have an *Uncharted* tattoo. Mm-hmm. I literally just got a delivery today of an *Uncharted* poster signed by the four of the main people from, from the Wow! Game. Like I fucking love *Uncharted*. <laughs> So this (laughs) game, that movie, it
4: hurt my soul. (laughs) I took that
3: personally. So hearing that they were involved in The Last of Us, I was very nervous. (laughs) But I'm so glad they did it. Even though we're only one episode in.
2: And I think one of the primary reasons why it's going so well, too, is they have um, the guy who's the developer of the video game from Naughty Dog. Um, yeah so i mean like i think that has a lot to do with it too like anytime you try to get source material but you're mm-hmm. not you're not using the source material yep. you know like the actual foundation of the source material i think that's where things get real real mucky and lost well that's that's like halo but right? I, I hate to go back to it
1: again my probably my all-time favorite game series and it was done so poorly by paramount um what pisses me off is if you go to, um, like, the games. I don't know the voice actor's name who voiced the Master Chief in all the games, but he's got mm. a very distinct voice. Yeah. And yeah. when they did the Halo Forward Unto Dawn uh, web series, they had a stunt person in the Master Chief costume. The beautiful thing about this is the, is the running theme of the games, you never see the Master Chief's face. Mm-hmm. He always, when he takes his helmet off, It it, like you, you, it goes off screen, right? Yeah, and so what that allowed them to do in Halo: Four and Dawn was they used the voice actor to do the voices, but he had a stunt person in the Master Chief costume doing everything, Mm -hmm. and you didn't have to worry about lip tracking, you know, motion tracking with with the lips and make sure everything synced up. It they were able to do it appropriately and it worked well. Well, here comes Paramount Mm -hmm. and didn't even bother asking the voice actor. Mm-hmm. If he wanted to do it, they said no. We want to see the Master Chief's face, which, to my in my opinion, means you know nothing about the source material whatsoever. Right? Because the point of the of one of the of the, of the Spartans is it was technically an illegal program that it was never authorized by the technically by the UNSC. I mean, there's a whole backstory to that, but it, this was all done illegally. They were not supposed to be known. The um, the ODSTs, which is like the Orbital Drop Shock drop, drop Troopers, hmm. who is like one of the main frontline soldier groups of the UNSC, didn't even know the existence of the Spartans because really? that's how secret they were. You were not supposed to see their faces. And so it was a whole common theme. I think in the first or second episode, they showed the face hmm. of the Master Chief. Hmm. And I didn't even bother watching it. I had someone tell me that. And I got angry because I couldn't tell like the first episode. Yeah. And this guy looks, no, like, looks nothing like what you would imagine, like, the voice would go to. And they didn't even ask the voice actor, so it's literally a different person's voice. And yeah. it's the actor under the costume, under the, you know, the, the armor, it's his voice. And he sounds nothing like it. And, I, and I, at first, I actually had to go, is that the Master Chief? I mean, it's, a, it's it's like, his Mark, you know, whatever Mark 5 armor or whatever. And also, the timeline, it, it's, a, it's a separate universe the time, like everything that happens in the in the tv show mm-hmm. does not line up with anything in the movie in, in the games and i was oh, just yeah. like you literally had a solid foundation of halo 4 onto dawn and you could have done like literally halo 4 onto dawn is you see uh thomas lasky who is the guy that um master chief saves in halo 4 onto dawn and becomes a very good friend of um of the master chief he gets a distrust beacon which takes place after Halo 4. And basically Master Chief is stuck and his, his ship it cannot go, cannot travel you know, faster than light. And so he goes into cryogenic stasis and Cortana, who is his AI companion, mm-hmm. sends out a distress beacon. Well, hit the forward unto Dawn, which is a UNSC ship who is commanded by Commander Lasky, gets the distress beacon. And he says to his ships ai you know we're going to get the master chief and and, and that's when it takes off and it, you know you see the last thing you see is going you know ftl you could have, you could have left off with that and that would have been you could have covered all you know all hit between halo 4 and halo 5 because there's a gap you could have done a whole show with that and it would have made sense but they didn't do that sorry to get on my tirade but again huh? all right
3: Get to that
1: at this point. <laughs> I don't because I was talking about like adaptations and I hope yeah. it goes well. I don't know.
2: Here we are. It's content, all right? You gotta you gotta let Ryan gotta have a soapbox moment at least once an episode. So. My 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 whole overwhelming theme here
1: is I'm cautiously optimistic. Yeah. that The first episode made me cautiously optimistic, but I've also learned that when you get your hopes <laughs> up sometimes they get crushed. So I'm just I'm hoping. I'm hoping and praying. Yeah.
3: If it helps um my friend is a uh, critic on rotten tomatoes mm. so he's seen the entire season and without he told me some tidbits without spoiling anything and um we're gonna be okay i like it and they tried two other times to adapt this so i think third time's a charm we'll <laughs> <the end>. That's <laughs> like with uncharted it was in limbo for Ten years, probably changing stories, changing directors, changing actors, mm-hmm. and look what happened. Mm-hmm. So I feel like they finally had the right combination with the uh, lot. Yeah. Well, with uh, with the first film, they were going to try to do a film, and Druckmann was actually working with Sam Raimi. Is it Raimi? R A I M I. Sam Yeah. He was working with him on it. That's cool. Yeah. I love
1: Sam Raimi. Oh.
3: Well, I yeah. know. I love him. So I was like, but they, I think they said it, it got stuck in developmental. <laughs> so I don't know what happened, but yeah. They, but they also said in the podcast that you know it was just too big for a film. There was too much. Yeah. You know they needed to segment it out like this. So anyway, it would have been like an Avatar level. Film. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I'm so glad they did a show. So. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. I'm excited for episode two. I'm scared for episode two because if it, <laughs> if it doesn't happen, I will say. After the episode, I will say, that. yeah, and now, then yeah. You, you asked me to answer the question, but I think it's going to happen next. And I, was like, I know they're going to go somewhere, but I just i really just have no clue. I, haven't, I mean, everything that I've read has been mostly, even before it premiered, it was mostly just kind of about the first episode. I haven't seen much of anything else, which is good, I'm glad, you know, and things, but. I literally have no clue where this is going. I just don't I mean I'm excited to find out. Yeah, <laughs> do you think um do you have any like thoughts on like any characters that may uh kick the bucket? I have, I have a feeling Tess may go, but I just so don't say anything. I feel like that. something I just feel like Tess is you know, like, like Joel already has all this trauma going on and then him and Tess with their connection and they're just i just feel like something's gonna happen with her so that's it that's the only one so far that i've really had it okay like something so it's funny this isn't a spoiler or not anything it doesn't give away anything about tess's future so in the game they were tess and joel were very flirty like she mm-hmm. would call him like Texas stuff like that but nobody ever knew if they were together or not i read that Yeah, that the <laughs> next to him was kind of like okay couple <laughs> but when she first got in the dead I was like is this like a single like dream like is this actually happening and then when she really was there I was like, oh my god they're together yay I, everybody wanted it so I, yeah. it was, it was I very like bullet bon day yeah they, they set it in stone straight from the get go like yeah they, they're together. I read that online I thought that was pretty interesting. I figured gamers would either love or hate it. I didn't know what you yeah, know no, I was game. so happy at that
4: I hmm. happened yeah. well
2: you guys Go yeah. ahead. So do you guys now hate me? No. <laughs> why, why that was that was like <laughs> No, not at all. Not at all. I mean like no, I said, you're great insight. You yeah. Know? I mean, you're our resident go-to for this, so, you know, this is going to be your ball game, you know. Yeah.
3: It's cool to have someone who's actually really played the game, you know, that's yeah. to give us you know, we can give our input and say, "Oh, this on the series, or what limited gameplay they've had, or you know, whatever." But yeah, to have someone who's actually completed it and done it, you know, it's just yeah, it's great. I'll help as much as I can. Like I said, it's been a while since I played it. Yeah. Um. So it, I'll try to fill in whatever blanks.
2: Has Has watching play. it made you want to go back and play it?
3: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this the first game has been released three times.
2: Yeah, PS three, PS four, PS five. PS
3: four, PS five i i got it for ps5 and i haven't played the ps5 version yet so i'm mm. excited to do that but um fun fact um about 10 years ago i worked at gamestop okay i was one of the managers my very first day was the date that the last of us came out wow, oh, okay. well. <laughs> so because in it, gamestop it was a thing like you always remember what your first big game was mm-hmm. like that's how you remember how you started my very first transaction was i had to give somebody their pre-order I'm pretty sure I gave away like five free copies of the game because like, I didn't know what I. They just threw me on register. I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> um, so I'm hoping that I'm my old boss for so watching this. My my I
1: GameStop know. for my first minute release for GameStop was Call of Duty Black Ops Three, and that was a nightmare. A Mine was Modern Warfare Two. Mm. Yeah. I worked the door. And Madden. Midnight they, so same Madden. thing. They literally threw me at a register and they said, "Click a bunch of buttons until it works."
3: Yeah. <laughs> I love oh. The door all right especially for like Madden and Call of Duty, because you would have these like big, like, you know, guys like, like, like your stature, you know, meanwhile, there's my little four foot 10 self so looking up with them. Like, you want to fuck with me? I'll figure your ass out. Myself. Like, you're not like, getting your fucking games tonight. <laughs> so, it, was, it was fun, like, having them try to mess with me and make the make bouncer.
1: Yeah, right? My My favorite was the moms that would always send in their, like, 14-year-old kid to go by Grand Theft Auto 5, yeah. and I had to explain that, you know, you need a mom, you need a parent, and yeah. so the mom would come in and she'd get flip out on me, and I said, man, with all due respect, I said, you know, there's nudity strippers, there's um, there's drugs, there's guns, she goes, there's what? <laughs> and she was like, I-, I had no idea, and I'm like, I- I'm thinking to myself, man, with all due respect, Grand Theft Auto is very well known for having nudity and drugs and violence, you, you yeah. fucking knew. Mm. You're like, you're like my age, maybe a little older. Like, come on, you fucking knew.
3: <laughs> I worked at GameStop from the Last of Us release up until May of 2014, only because my store closed and they couldn't, my position, it where I, I would have to drive too far to a store to yeah. work, this work when I was getting paid. But so I worked the, the GTA release and it was so much fun just telling mom, yo, yep. like, <laughs> yo, like, there's a, there's Mission where you literally like torture a guy
4: to death.
3: Yes. And you bring him back <laughs> to life. Yeah. That's usually the the final
1: straw where parents are like no. <laughs> my, my, my my selling point to the parents was uh, your kid could literally go into a strip club and get a lap dance from a stripper.
2: Mm.
3: You say that
2: like it's a bad thing. I, well, for you know, for uh, for the kid, maybe not. No one wanted to mention that you could kill the cops. I mean, yeah, that too. <laughs> you you know, oh, you can yeah. you can murder the police force. <laughs> And have a five star, you know, warning chase coming after you. This helicopter. podcast went so
1: far off the rails.
3: <laughs> Listen, don't have gamers involved
1: in here. Yeah, so. that's fair.
3: Um, just sitting here. Just, I'm gonna any kind of reference for that. You play Sleeping Dogs. You play as an undercover cop in the um, Triad. Oh, okay. So you really get that's the. Uh,
2: that's the like Japan, media. right, Triad? Is that Japan? Um, Hong Kong. Okay. Yeah. It's
3: hmm. on um it's
2: on all uh, like the platforms. Sweet. Well, there you go, people, if you want to try out some new games, you know, or if you want to revisit I some old ones. All the
4: suggestions.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Meg will post her top ten on Instagram. Mm. <laughs> oh. Meg will post her top ten on Instagram.
3: <laughs> no, not my top ten, just ten of my favorites.
2: All right, fine. Is it too hard to like have ten favorite yes. top ten? Okay, fine. <laughs> so ten of her favorites
3: like,
1: in
2: no like, specific like, order. Good Every good. parent has a favorite child. We know it. Yeah. It's not going to be labeled one through ten. It's just going to be like little bubble pop ups okay, on the page. That, yeah, yes. yeah.
3: I will actually have a lot of video game posts coming up, um, but not on the account you think it is. I actually have a separate video game account, um, which I know you guys will find a way to tag it in somewhere in the video because i feel like saying it right now. Because nobody will know how to spell it. But I have a lot of Last of Us content
2: coming up. Cool. Great. Um, nice.
3: So even though we talked about a year, I plan on doing a whole full pledge review.
2: And then we'll just take it and we'll share it on the Beauty and the Beast page and we'll have fun Richie. with it. Yeah. yeah actually,
1: yeah. one of the things that I have planned for my video game stream I'm very excited to do is they just released a new Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. Yep. I finished, this, I finished the campaign yesterday, actually. Uh, just a regular difficulty because I wanted to just experience how different the um, the campaign missions were compared to the original Modern Warfare 2. Mm-hmm. And there was a lot of the base source material, but it was different spins on it and it was very well done. My next thing I'm going to do is hopefully next week I'm going to be streaming, uh, doing the entire campaign on the hardest difficulty possible. Oof. And I'm so excited to do it. Is that Hardened? Oh, uh, yeah. Hardened, they think hardened I think it yeah, is. Hardened, Or Veteran. Yeah, veteran made. Veteran, veteran Hardened. Yeah. And so I did that for Modern Warfare 1 and 2. Um, and actually 3. And I completed them. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to I'm gonna go back to do it. I did it back when they were on the 360. And now I'm, I'm going to do it for
2: uh, Modern Warfare 2. Okay. Well, I'm going to better that. I'm actually going to plug my Xbox in and let it download for about Whoa! a week. Whoa! <laughs> All right. Whoa! Yeah. You have your Xbox back? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I just have to Ooh. plug it in and let it do massive updates for probably the next seventy-two hours.
4: Probably.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, we'll see how that goes. See how much time I can actually put with a uh, put in front of a screen with my thumb. i that right now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I want to try. Let's go for two hours a month. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that's, uh, that's, that's big of you. <laughs> it's big okay. of me. All right, everybody. Well. We're gonna wrap this up and uh, say goodnight. We will be back next week with more of The Last of Us on Beauty and the Beast, featuring Meg the Geek as our resident video gamer girl, giving you guys all the inside scoop. And the rest of us will just try to, uh, you know, do our best analyzing the show. And per her words, you'll hate her after this podcast. <laughs> That's gonna be my new slogan. <laughs> um. We hope you guys have a great week yep. stay safe stay uh warm if you're cold and stay cool if you're hot we're freezing right now yeah
3: don't get too hot though because the fungus right yeah, very true right.
1: yeah we don't it's want you be all
3: thursday so if i get too hot mm, I
1: you know get you. you know fungus really grows in a moist environments <laughs>
2: <laughs> that was the I know oh, she's cheers. not here right now and, but and being moist really turns ryan into a fun guy No, it doesn't. Fun guy, get it? Fun guy. That's it. You're done. (laughs) You're done. (laughs) Go home. I know. (laughs) All right, everybody. Good night. We love you. Peace out, everybody.
0: Renee, Chris, and Ryan going live best podcast, Beauty and the Beast Sit back and catch a vibe Oh yeah, we talking zombies and apocalypses And all those things you like Going beast mode, and if you didn't know It's Peter Z up on the mic Whoa. Hey, the TWD family Grab the snacks about the pantry And subscribe and like, um, if you can Please, all those walkers eat you like some candy hey, hey, <laughs> okay You at the right place at the right time. No one does it better. That's the bottom line. Beauty and the beast. This is prime time. Let's go.